Welcome, everybody, to the F1 Feast from filibusterfreestyle.com. It is your buddy, Gavin. We're talking Singapore Grand Prix, arguably the best race of the year, at least maybe the most entertaining finish of the year, most interesting race of the year. It's certainly a contender. Singapore did not disappoint here in 2023. Before we go any further, I need you to check out my friends at Pop Sketch Designs. Go to their Etsy store, etsy.com slash shop slash Pop Sketch Designs. Or you can follow them on Instagram at Pop Sketch Designs. You can look at all the stuff they've got, including the latest Red Sox-inspired, Boston Red Sox-inspired, Drilling Threes gear. That's right, multiple designs of T-shirts and other swag for America's favorite party band, Drilling Threes. And Pop Sketch Designs has you covered on that, as well as bigger properties, bigger brands, bigger entertainers, such as the Philadelphia Eagles or Allen Iverson or Slim Shady himself, Eminem, Wu-Tang Clan, list goes on. So please do yourself a favor. Give yourself a follow or give them a follow at Pop Sketch Designs on Instagram or Etsy.com slash shop slash Pop Sketch Designs. Okay, all I can say is the Max Verstappen podcast, a.k.a. the Celebration Podium Room, was without Max Verstappen. That's coming up next. Here comes the theme song. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. All right, so like I said, Max Verstappen and his teammate Checo Perez both struggled qualifying. Both did not make it to Q3. Both were outside of the top 10 in the grid to start the race which meant that both Red Bull drivers for the first time this season would have to be weaving their way through the field as best as possible to get a Red Bull win, which until today, Red Bull had won every single race of the 2023 season, and this is the 16th race on the schedule. I think that 16 might actually count the canceled Chinese Grand Prix, but either way, we're at least 15 races in. 15 actual races in. It's the 16th race on the original calendar. And it took us all the way until September, the season that began in early March, to get a team other than Red Bull to win the race. And I believe this is also, believe, I think it's definitely true. It is definitely true. Red Bull does not podium for the first time in 2023 either. So a bad day for Red Bull, which the last two years, they don't need anybody to feel bad for them. But it makes it really interesting for everybody who isn't a Red Bull fan or who was looking for something other than the status quo of Max Verstappen. Now, Max, I think, had won, what, 10, 11 races in a row? I think 10, going for 11 today. Started from 11th place. It did not happen. And again, unless you were looking for Max to keep this historic run going, which he already has the record, unless you were looking for that, here's the bottom line. You got a great race. So what a podium we had. What drama at the end we had. We also had a field that started with 19 racers instead of 20. It was Lance Stroll of Aston Martin crashed out during qualifying or during, uh, I think it was actually qualifying, not, not a free practice three. But either way, Lance Stroll, his car, unable to go today. So the race starts with 19 cars on the grid. Yuki Sonoda, again, doesn't 
Last time in, in Italy at Monza, he didn't even make it out of the formation lap. He did get to start today's race, but he didn't make it around lap one. Yuki's having some bad luck, so Yuki's out. Several, several, several laps later, Esteban Ocon of Alpine, his car overheats, he's out. Valtteri Bottas was out. So, so you'd one driver not start and one not get to lap number two, and then two more were out. And then the final guy getting knocked out was a guy who into the last lap had a chance to win the race or come in second or hold on to third, George Russell of Mercedes. And he followed behind Lando Norris a little too closely, and he nubbed a protruding wall that was sticking out on the course. Not on the course, but it, it was a tight squeeze, and he was too close to Lando to see it coming. He nubbed it. He hits his wing, hits his tires, whatever, against the wall, and he kind of bends it, as they say. And so George Russell went from third place, podium, to his teammate right behind him, Lewis Hamilton, slides right by him because George crashed out of the race. So George becomes the fourth car that started the race to not finish. So only 15 of the 20 cars on the grid finish the race. It, I'm going to go reverse order here. It was a ridiculously bad weekend for Aston Martin. Stroll, again, wrecked his car, didn't get to even start the race. And then Fernando Alonso, he came in 15th place, which was last place amongst drivers that actually finished the race. Logan Sargent of Williams, he came in 14th, which wasn't bad for a Williams today. This was not a track that favored Williams the way Monza did. Nico Hulkenberg, I believe he started in the top 10. And again, the Haas race pace just isn't great. But Nico comes in 13th. Uh, Alfa Romeo has only one driver, Joe. He finishes. He's in 12th. And then the first guy out of the points is Alex Albon. So Albon beats his own teammate by 13 seconds. Doesn't quite get in the points. And again, he wasn't going to get in the points. All these guys moved up one spot, basically, from Hamilton on down. Because George Russell was in third with half a lap to go when he crashed out of the race. But regardless, Albon finds a way to get an 11th. So again, out of the points, but solidly in the middle of the pack. And then you got to give it up for Haas's own K-Mag, Kevin Magnussen. He finally gets a point this season. He started, I believe, sixth on the grid. Uh, again, the Haas's don't perform great on Sundays in terms of race pace and sustainability. But Kevin Magnussen, because of George Russell crashing out, picks up that Epic point for Haas and for himself. Now, I believe it's Liam Lawson, right? He's the New Zealand racer for AlphaTauri. He's the guy who has replaced Danny Rick due to Danny Rick's injury. And Lawson is crushing it. Lawson came in ninth place today. Again, would have been a tenth, but came in ninth place today. Lawson, this is his third race. It's his first getting points. It's the first for any, so Red Bull, sorry. Red Bull part, part, two, part two, Red Bull Jr. Alvatore has had four drivers this year. Until today, only Yuki Sonoda had scored. Danny Rick in two races did not score. Uh, Nick DeVries in several races did not score. So Lawson scores today, ninth place, two points. He is driving incredibly well, and I've already started to hear rumors that Williams and others might be looking to take him uh, as a full-time driver next year in 24, unless Alvatore or Red Bull gives him a seat since they already kind of have him in their stable. Speaking of Red Bull, the embattled Checo Perez starts, I think, what, 13th on the grid maybe? 14th on the grid and rolls into 8th place. The McLarens had a really good day. 
Oscar Piastri finds a way in the seventh. The Alpines had a split day. Ocon's car burned out. Gasly, um, who was on the podium a couple weeks ago. Gasly, sixth place. Great finish for him. Max Verstappen in a... He almost caught Charles Leclerc for fourth. But Verstappen comes in fifth. His lowest finish, I believe, of the season. Charles Leclerc. Basically a victim of tire strategy or, or, or whatever you want to call it. But Leclerc... Definitely was kind of on the outside looking in relative to, at the time that Russell was in the race, the, the top four drivers. Leclerc finished 21 seconds behind Hamilton, and he finished about three-tenths of a second, less than three-tenths of a second ahead of Max Verstappen. So Leclerc's tires were shot, able to hold off Max for fourth. Um, Carlos Sainz, his tires were shot, but he was able to hold off Lando Norris literally by eight-tenths of a second. Lando gets second place, which matches his highest ever finish. Lewis, again, solid drive, started, I think, sixth on the grid, was poised for a fourth-place finish, and then third-place finish it was because George Russell crashed out. And then you got to give it up for Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz wins the race. The Tifosi, Ferrari, get first. They get fourth. Now, Mercedes was angling for a 3-4, and obviously they got a 3 and then a 16 because George crashed out. So Ferrari, based on the strength of Monza and now the strength again here at Singapore, they are now making a game of it with Mercedes for who's going to come in second in the Constructors' Championship. Let's save that for a minute, or a minute later, I should say. But let's talk about Carlos Sainz. Everybody... For the most part, even if you like Carlos Sainz, he's a very good driver. I felt that, number one, Leclerc, his highs are higher. Leclerc is a better driver at his peak, though his consistency last year and certainly now again this year in the latter half of the season, his consistency is not, not as compelling in terms of getting the race across the car across the finish line as Carlos Sainz. And Carlos Sainz, even on this very podcast we talked about early in the season, it makes sense for Ferrari to favor Leclerc no matter what because he's a better driver. And at the time we said it, I felt pretty good about it. But now I feel like ever since Carlos Sainz was linked a few weeks ago during the summer break to potentially moving to Audi in 2026 or whatever it is, he's had great finishes. He's been on the podiums. He gets a win today. The Tofosi again are back. I mean, this is Ferrari's second best performance of the year. After Monza, and Monza I think was 3-4 or whatever it was, but this was 1-4. So actually, this is the best performance of the year for Ferrari. The Tifosi seems to be pointed in the right direction as the season hits its back stretch. So what does this all mean for the Constructors and Drivers Championships? Well, I'll tell you what it means. It means the Constructors is getting incredibly interesting at the top. Now, not the very top, because obviously Red Bull, even though this was the first race of the year without podiuming at all, is just shy of 600 points on the year. And they've run, they've won 14 of the 15 races run this year. They are over 300 points ahead of Mercedes, who's in second place. So where the interesting piece is happening is that Mercedes is at 289, but Ferrari, based on another double top four finish, and based on George Russell crashing out, because it would have been a Mercedes with a 3-4 finish and a top four finish double, um, Ferrari is now pulled way ahead of Aston Martin. They're clearly in third place, and now they're actually closer to Mercedes in second place, 
only 24 points behind than they were at a fourth place. So I would say game on for Ferrari and Mercedes. Aston Martin continues to fade. They have too big of a lead most likely to get caught by McLaren. But we're at a point where Aston Martin is now falling and they're in fourth. McLaren is an easy and clear fifth. Alpine is an easy and clear sixth. Haas takes some steps today to go ahead of Alfa Romeo. Haas got the point. They're at 12. Uh, 10 is Alfa Romeo. No points today. And then Alfa Torre picked up two points today, which is 40% of their points all year. So they're now at five, which they're still being doubled up by ninth place Alfa Romero. But at least Lawton's giving them some life, especially because Yuki hasn't completed a lap in two races. Left out Williams at number seven. And Williams didn't get points today, but they are nine points clear of Haas. They're in seventh by themselves. So it really looks like unless wild things happen at the bottom, we kind of know what our top six is going to be for sure. Alpine, McLaren, or, or, and likely Aston Martin are probably going to be locked into four, five, and six. And so really this is going to become Mercedes and Ferrari. What can they do? Who gets second place? Who gets third? As Red Bull's going to win it. But if we go to the driver's side, things are also heating up. So, again, of all the AlphaTauri drivers there are, um, Yuki still has three points, but but today Lawson with two, great work. K-Mag, actually K-Mag scored today. It was not his only points of the year. He has had three points in the year. Um, Albon, really the next place to talk about. He's at 21 points. All of Williams' points are him. He's well ahead of Nico Pelkenberg. He's well behind Esteban Ocon. Ocon in 12th. Relatively close to Piastri in 11th, who's very close to Gasly in 10th. Gasly only two points now behind Lance Stroll. And then there's a 50-point gap between Lance Stroll in 9th place and Lando Norris in 8th place. Lando now on 97 points. George Russell would have picked up more today, and he didn't. So he is stuck at 109. Leclerc is now past Russell. Leclerc is at 123. Sainz is now at 142. And he's the only race winner who's not a Red Bull driver so far this year. Fernando Alonso has been in third due to his amazing start to the year. Did not score again today. Lewis did. And despite having seven podiums to Lewis's five on the season thus far, Fernando Alonso now finds himself in fourth place and 10 points behind Lewis Hamilton in the Drivers' Championship. Lewis slightly gaining on Sergio, a.k.a. Checo Perez. Checo's at 223. Lewis is at 180, so it's still a 43-point gap. And then Max is up by 151 points on his teammate. Max, again, has already clinched the Drivers' Championship, um, if not officially, which he could have done today with a win. Um, he's right there. Probably his next race clinches it, even if he's like top five, which he probably will be. So that's where we're at. And before I forget, let's talk about some Singaporean cuisine. Singapore is especially renowned for seafood, and the chili crab and black pepper crab are two of their quintessential dishes. Um, another favorite is the sambal stingray. We could not find any sambal stingray, but we did have some chili crab last night. It was excellent. And again, because we didn't achieve our goals in 2023, this being a video podcast, we're not going to make you listen to us eat it. So we ate it. We liked it. And the pot is in the books. F1 Feast, Singapore Grand Prix, Ferrari is on the ascent. Mercedes was looking to hold serve today fairly well until Russell crashed out. But I would say where we were 
um, by the end of 2022. It seems to be where we are at the end of 2023, which is Red Bull dominant, Mercedes and Ferrari battling to see who is the silver medalist this year. And the Aston Martin dream seems to be over from the first half of the year. And Williams, we'll see. Again, we, we know this. Williams, I've been on the Alex Albon hype train for a month now. Listen, we know they're not going to have a great car in every single place. But he beat his teammate again. He had a good race. Uh, one, one place out of the points. And I still think that Williams is a really fun story right now amidst a year of uh, interesting dynamics at places two through six on the grid for teams. Williams is kind of an interesting bright spot in terms of, um, you know, can they finish seventh? Can they finish seventh? Which would be wild for the Williams. Anyway, we'll talk to you later. Filibuster Freestyle presents F1 Feast. Thanks for listening.